Nick Moss. And I'm AJ Fenney. And this is Hippie Not Hippie. Welcome to episode 17 of Hippie Not Hippie. Yeah. <laughs> Today is a very special episode. We're both excited to have this guest here. Number 17, my lucky number. Number 17. Yeah. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I do have a lucky number. <laughs> and That's it's not- <laughs> my birthday because I'm a Gemini and I love myself. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, joining us today, a very special guest. Um, man, she is a legend in the Denver comedy community. She's legend. a nurse, uh, a keynote speaker. You may have seen her on Evening of the Improv. Uh, Nick also, Mom. Nick Mom. Also the winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. The only woman, oh no, the first woman to have won the Boston Comedy Fest and Took third place in a South Dakota comedy festival. Everyone, Nancy Norton. Oh, that was a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Everyone in the studio is going nuts. I'm pumped up. I believe in me. (laughs) What a wonderful way to start. Uh, Are you usually up this early? uh, No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So thank you. It's fun to see the sun on that side of the horizon. I loved it. And I've been sitting here. I like uh, you guys. I woke up at 6.30 in the morning, and I turned on your podcast. Just to, I should get the vibe, you know? I want to yeah. get the vibe. <laughs> and so you guys have really fucked with my dreams all morning. <laughs> I, I fell back asleep, and I kept drifting in and out. And then I was dreaming I was on the podcast, but I could not speak. And I was like, I should probably say something. <laughs> and so I never cool. said anything. And then all of a sudden, we were on the San Francisco, one of these bridges. It wasn't the big Golden Gate Bridge, but it was in San Francisco. The Bay Bridge, the, we were, the gray one. Oh. It was the gray one that oh. has a curve. Oh, yeah. And, and That's my favorite bridge there. But I, we were in hammocks, and we were floating <laughs> in hammocks, and the hammocks were swinging in the wind, and I was just like, whoa, this is a trippy podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's starting off great, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. No, you brought up the Bay Bridge. I love it. I, I So what I love is that the Bay Bridge is two bridges that run to Treasure Island. That's the island in the middle there. You know, I know. I don't know. Is that where Alcatraz is? No, no. Alcatraz is farther out. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't. They didn't build two bridges, believe it or not, to the high security prison. That (laughs) that's main. That's main point of notoriety was that it was on an island. Right. (laughs) But like you're like yeah, you know, two bridges island. What's the you know? The other one's called Escape Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Escape one and escape two. So what would be the significance of the bridge? Do you? I mean, as far as spiritual, I'm very spiritual these days. So oh, I'm yeah. looking at, I'm into dream interpretation. Anything? Uh, I'm feeling like right here, I feel like kind of between your two hearts, maybe. Oh. I'm really, I had this vision of like touching hearts, like just like, uh, you guys, I'm way into, uh, I was opening my heart chakra on the way here. So how do you, how does one open their heart chakra? <laughs> Which man, um, I'm not going to lie, right out the gate. 
some real heavy, <laughs> yeah, some real heavy evidence for Nance. Being, yeah, Uncle Nance being maybe a little bit of a hippie, but uh, little, uh, <laughs> little, little lean. I love the fact that you listen to the podcast to get psyched up because I went through both your albums on the way. Just I was like, oh. I'm getting ready. I'm getting, I'm getting Nance pumped. Do I have? To, I didn't even know I had two albums. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Oh my God! So opening your heart chart, but first of all, hippie, and this is—I mean—on one of my albums, probably if I have to. I really didn't know, but uh, I call myself a hippie crit, you know, yeah. because I was raised in the Ozarks, and it's very conservative. And that part of me is in here. That's very about security, about this world, the Earth world, and Earth responsibilities. And I will, you know, I'm a vegetarian, you know, who will eat a squirrel if the quinoa runs out. <laughs> but then lately, and I think at this age, too, as you're decomposing uh, while alive, um, I... <laughs> <laughs> So I love that you're like at this age because what I realize is your body stops making new stuff at 30. So basically, if you're over 30, you are decomposing yeah. while we're just kind of a so, compost heap. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I I don't even I cover myself with leaves at night. So. Yeah. The kombucha just makes you a better fertilizer right. when you die. Pre fermented. Yeah, 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 man. Put me on purple flowers. That's all I ask. I hate to admit how much I would enjoy the smell of being covered by oak leaves to mm. sleep. Just that old smell of like hickory and oak. Mm. Yeah, that's very comforting. What the fuck is that's what? Our, <laughs> that? We're, we're all gonna, I can that, smell that, is gonna, moldy, musty no, leaves. That's, that's all Ozark. I smell is mold and musk. <laughs> that's going to be our uh, our merch. Our mer we're Just selling leaves. Leaf. We, we sell comforters one leaf at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Collect all 17,000. Because that's your lucky number. I threw it in there for you. I love prime numbers. My lucky number is 17, Nancy, not 17,000. But she just heightened it. <laughs> she that just... was 17,000. It was 17,000. Okay. So you were opening your heart chakra on the way here. Say, uh, our listeners, can we do a little yeah, heart chakra? Oh, yeah. Opening? Are you going to lead us? Uh, yeah, yeah we'll that would us. be great. So I have been communing. I'm starting to channel lately, you guys. So it's kind of cool. I've been talking to my spirit guides and... And they talk to the the other spirit guides. So I got this message, and you can. Do I like it. the idea that there's like a spirit guide break room where they're all like, where they're all sitting around like eating their sandwiches and stuff, and they're like, they're like. So you've been talking to Uncle Nance too. <laughs> they're having coffee, and one gets an alarm, and they're like, "Oh, she's up early today, six thirty. What the fuck? Somebody go put a bridge in your dream." <laughs> Woo, and there was high wind to the, yeah. the, the. Our hammocks were going like crazy, and I was holding yeah. on to my hammock like this, like a. It started turning into like yeah. a sail, but I knew we. They're be, like Karen, blow. We yeah. need wind in the dream. Randy with an eye, build that bridge to their hearts. <laughs> We are building bridges to your heart. Ooh, that's a fun song. Build that bridge to my heart. Okay. Baby. Build that bridge to my heart. Oh. Okay. So so you so you have listened to the podcast. You know that we do like to we, randomly break out into songs. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it happens so poor. Like, I, I only, I don't know. I, I was, I fell asleep so quickly. Nothing against your podcast, but it did help. <laughs> it did help me. It did help me get back to sleep. It's very soothing. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was comforting. It was comforting. Okay. Oh, like oak leaves in the nose. Yeah, just piled on top of your face, but you can breathe through them. But you know what I mean with that. Did you oh, rake leaves as a kid? Yeah, and we played in the leaves, yeah. and they were oak. I mean, in the Ozarks, there's these 400-year-old oak trees. In fact, at my parents' cabin, 
down on Table Rock Lake, which yeah, this is right. real rednecky. Okay, we have Sorry. a. Oh, no. Nope. Let okay. me shut the door. I love him, but he's going to jump on the bed, and that's where the camera is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, yeah. we, it's okay to have it's boundaries. Gonna, it's it's going to rattle, and someone's yeah. like, that bridge wasn't strong enough to hold up the video. Whoa, man. <laughs> this is going to get. That would have been so surreal if the. Yeah, the home viewer. Are they at home viewing? Is anybody viewing? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know what? We're talking with our spirit guides. But no. Oh, down at this cabin, lake cabin. Okay. My dad. All right. Seriously, my dad during the Great Depression. That's how old I am. My dad was born in 1927, 1934. His dad died. You know, it was during the Depression. This is, this and is that gonna, was the this, Great Depression. This, that was the best one ever. Right? I mean, I mean, the depressions that you've had in your life. Yeah. I mean, think about manageable. This They're is manageable. the golden age of depression. <laughs> oh. All right. This is the renaissance of depression. You know, there's a part of me jealous because people really got out of the bullshit and had to get back to nature. So my dad went into the woods with a 22 at eight years old and uh, provided food for his family. What was the 22 year old? What was her name? <laughs> <laughs> what was Daniel? People were different back then. Eight-year-olds married 22-year-olds. They went into the woods and they fucking lived, all right? What are you doing out in it's the... It's the uh, Ozarks, okay? <laughs> hey, bud, what are you doing in the woods? <laughs> I'm hunting cougars. <laughs> cougars with the 22. Well, yeah, they only lived till 30 during the Great Depression. You gotta so. get it on. Get it on while you can. What was Daniel Boone had? His his uh, his gun was uh, Tick Licker. Remember that? You guys are too... <laughs> That sounds dirty. That, that, that sounds, sounds like something you get thrown out of the strip club for doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, he lived on squirrel. That's all my point is. We I feed my squirrels. They, we have an understanding. If the shit goes down, I will eat a squirrel. But the point is uh, this cabin we had, okay, down at the table. So you're just... Is so okay? you're prepping is you're fattening up. <laughs> squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not hoarding stuff, but you're like, yeah, I feed the squirrels every day so that if I do oh. have to eat them, they're fat as fuck. Oh, Nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but no, I love no, your. Keep I love your. I no, love your. Is... Now you are a vegetarian or vegan. I am. I am a hypocrite. I am. <laughs> I am a wannabe vegan. I admire vegans. Vegans are my hero. I cheat. Last night I ate a bowl of flaming hot Cheetos with smoked gouda melted on the top. So I can't claim vegan. But he loves cheese. Oh, cheese is well, so good. I do, I do well almost all day, but if I stay past midnight and I get the munchies really bad, and I'm like, I'm sorry. My son has flaming Hot Cheetos around and Gouda cheese, and I'm like, well, maybe just once. Wait, you made flaming Hot Cheeto nachos, basically? Yes, I did, I did. Yeah. Oh. And I eat it while watching CBS News. <laughs> confused person but okay your father in the my father. okay yeah. no i want to talk about this oak tree this is <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're fitting right in uh, this is the best yeah no you got there's it. three of us now oh no <laughs> we should have just called this episode pinball <laughs> bing 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 <laughs> I want to be the thing that goes like this. You know, the old pinball machine with that little popper thing. What do you want to be? A bumper. That's a bumper. I want to be a paddle. (laughs) I want to be a ramp to nowhere. (laughs) I want to be. We're on the ramp to nowhere. (laughs) Okay. This oak tree is important, you guys. This is the crux of the whole podcast because you got no, but seriously, man. Okay, these oak, white oak in the Ozarks live for like 400 years. So on our 
on our old, you know, cabin property is a thong tree. Do you guys know what a thong tree is? Well, yeah, it goes. It's the one that shows your whole butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the one that rides up on you. Yeah, uh, you yeah. put it between your toes and flip flop around. <laughs> Good guesses. Does everybody throw their underwear in the tree? Yes. Whoa! It, <laughs> it's decorated like this Christmas tree with underpants. So the thong tree. Is a tree made by the native people. <gasps> Wait a minute. Oh, they indigenous. Bend it yeah. To show where water is. Yes. And it points to the spring on our property. And so there's this beautiful indigenous energy surrounded by ugly old white people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm here to make amends for that. So thank nice. you for having me. I like the, the idea now, especially in the Ozarks, that a newer version of a thong tree would be bent to show you where Party Cove is. <laughs> <laughs> Party Cove, where's the meth? Yeah. One guy's just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's in my belly. <laughs> One, I, it's crazy driving through Wyoming. Uh, you can see... You can see those trees sometimes from the highway, even like out by the oh, point yeah. to the water out there. Man, and I and no, so let's. Uh, this makes me want to open my heart chakra because I do. How do you open? Okay, you, but we I gonna do. do the I, okay, ritual? let's do it. Okay. because all right, there's so many. There's a lot of ways to do it that have nothing to do with physicality. I have found a little shortcut. Okay, you may or may not. You may have to put your microphone down for okay. a second, but it's okay. We, do we have to have a thong on? <laughs> yeah, do don't you? Uh, I was told that we, this was a thong cast, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm wearing. Okay, I'm, that's keeps me alert. All right, take your fingertips. Take oh, your fingertips. I'm gonna of, set the mic of down your here. dominant hand okay. and put it towards <clears throat> right where you feel your heart. Like so, Nancy's grouping all of her fingers together, like kind of like the five fingered heart punch in Kill <gasps> Bill. Oh, in what? Kill Bill, like a Kill Bill. Okay. Yeah, oh, but in, yeah. So this is so this is a very gentle heart punch. Ooh, that's good. I didn't. Wait, I, I need to watch. Kill are we Bill. going? So go, are we going heart center? Or are we going actual heart? Wherever it feels heart feel, is in the center. Well, <laughs> actual heart is not, yeah. not to the left. Wherever it feels most energized towards your heart, go there. Like mine is center, Ooh. but do it where it feels. Then take okay. your opposite hand and make a cup with it. And then touch that to the back of your dominant hand. Okay. And gather the love, love and light from the universe. Breathe in. Mm. Do you feel it? Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, loving universe. Wow. It's always here for you if you ever need it. So that's just a really shortcut to throw some love and light in your heart anytime, anywhere. I mean, it looks weird at the bank or whatever, but I do it anyway. So do you do you eventually scoop? Because so, I feel like I'm collecting the love. Yeah. And do you do you it, like? It, do you have to put it in there? You gotta you eat the love. Like, oh, oh, you try it. Hey, I'll, I have another tool, but this one, no, for me, it just it seems to just go. Yeah. Right in. Did you feel anything? Yeah. Yeah, it's great, isn't? It? I mean, I love it, and it it's a shortcut. So if you're in a you know, maybe you can't get there psychologically or spiritually if you just do – this is a little shortcut. Yeah, I felt like a spigot inside of a Canadian maple tree. And also, <laughs> if, if you – Oh, maybe you're full of so much light it came out. <laughs> That's what – God, Vinny's like – he is. He's full of, he's full of love syrup. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. diabetes. <laughs> 
He's jonesing for insulin. I do just have to do a disclaimer. If you were driving down the road, you took both your hands oh, yeah. off the wheel, you're filling up your heart chakra. Put a put a hand back on the wheel. Yeah. What a time to die, though. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> die, die full of love, man. If you're on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the rainbow bridge, as Kevin would say. <laughs> Step on it. Oh, yeah, Step we've on- talked about the rainbow bridge. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> For two hours. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I haven't heard it yet, so please don't take offense, Kevin. I haven't heard it. Oh, no, not with Kevin, uh, but, yeah, my uh, rainbow bridges. Okay, I'm just still getting... <laughs> we, getting didn't not, we I, talk about this yeah, when I rainbow- was leaving your house, Nancy, that, like... We talked about the Rainbow Bridge and how there was the dogs waiting in the pasture, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, there's going to be like 25 fucking dogs waiting for me, <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be... You pack. That's your soul. That's your spirit. I'm going to be like, hold on. I can't pet you guys. I'm using both hands to fill up my heart chakra. <laughs> <laughs> you got pe- to pet them with your elbows, man. So... All right. That was fun. All right. Does everybody... Now we're now, man, now, now we're, we're at a baseline. Now we're bridge. Yeah. Right I'm at, glad we put you in the middle. You're just radiating this great energy. Yeah, mm. she is. She's the bridge. So. <sighs> Thank uh, you. So, Nance, you were saying, talking about your dad growing up in the Depression. Was that a story that... Oh, well, you know, this actually... So it does kind of go into this hypocrite thing. My dad was very much about security. I do have an IRA that I don't know what it's doing. I never look at it. Just like I don't have a scale. I don't get on a scale. I know I've gained weight. I think that my IRA has gone down. I don't know. But he was much about security. He just really wanted you to have food and shelter. Yeah, because it's primary. But then um, in my later years here, I just have really, I don't know, man, I think I could be happy under a bridge. I really do. If there was rainbow a, bridge, I mean, rainbow. <laughs> I live under the rainbow bridge, but my dad lived on squirrel, and squirrel are squirrel. Do you say plural squirrel or squirrels? Squirrels. They're not squeeze, right? <laughs> squirrel juice. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. <laughs> Fresh squeeze. Like I would say, there's five squirrels in my backyard. I got five squirrels, but See, I don't know Ozarks, when it comes to eating. You eat squirrel. <laughs> my dad ate squirrel, and I feel like there's. We have to Google that because in the Ozarks, I'm pretty sure in the Ozark Dictionary, squirrel is plural and singular. Well, and I'm pretty sure that the standard for English language is the Ozarks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that is. Well, for hillbilly talk, that is for sure. There's definitely some words where it's like, uh, upon if you need more clarity, see Cletus, it says. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Scrabble Dictionary, man. Everybody wins. (laughs) But I feel like everyone that came out of the Depression had that thing where they wanted not only security for themselves, but definitely for, lack of a better term, offspring. Yeah. Right? For their and, children. And, and so when I turned vegetarian in 1991, kids, and I was vegetarian for decades, and now I do cheat every now and then with uh, some canned salmon because I feed my dog canned salmon, and I'm like, you know, maybe just a bite. So I'm a hypocrite. I can't claim any lifestyle as far as uh, eating. But for years I was vegetarian and I would go home and my dad, bless his heart, first of all, heard him. I could see the pain when he'd want to put meat on my plate because it was such – it was his biggest love language. And I felt – I felt bad. providing. Yeah. And he had – he would provide a – you know, every – you know, holiday there was a big feast and I would decline and I could just feel it and I felt bad but I didn't feel bad enough to eat it. Then – He's got it. After about 10 years, he started Yeah, making- if only he would have had a little canned Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If 
if you're up there now, bud, you should have had well, canned salmon. I mean, um, and I, I mean, I, it feels like I'm name dropping now when I talk about my buddy Tig, but Tig Notaro and uh, mocked me for years. There was one New Year's Eve we were hanging out, and I think it was like 1995 or something. Anyway. Or no, it would have been late 90s. So, because I don't think I met her till whatever, it doesn't matter. I think I met her around 98, 97. But the point is, we were at this New Year's Eve party and I was drunk and I ate a meatball at this party. <laughs> and she's like, You ate a meatball. <laughs> like the same with the canned Sam. Like, what is that? You know, I have these breakthrough moments where I'm just like, Fuck it. Ah. But I don't know. Maybe it was a weird thing with my family that I, I just thought, Yeah. If I ate the canned Sam there, you know, they'll never, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to force me to eat it. But anyway, all I'm getting out here, my dad would make me, this wasn't even part of the point of it, but my dad would make me what he called hamless beans. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, there was always a ham hock in the beans. So he would yeah. make, he would make, and he'd go, you know, and he would eat three or four bowls of it and go, man, these hamless beans are really good. Yeah. It was just funny. Was, he just coined the term hamless beans. I my thought. father-in-law would, he goes, I'll eat healthy if I don't know it's healthy. Like he would eat if yeah, somebody made a, it, he yeah. would eat it. Oh yeah, or my brother's the same. Like if you if you put tofu in something, and he, he actually feels betrayed. If, <laughs> I mean, he's so fucking mad if he likes something with tofu, and you go, "Oh, that was tofu," and he's like, you know, he's like, you you know, you tricked me. You know, he's really mad yeah. about it. Marciana was a vegetarian for years, and then. I can't remember what year. Then she, she got her hands on a prize can of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by canned salmon, which is wild caught. Just if you're curious, canned salmon is always wild caught salmon. I thought you, never mind. <laughs> wild cock. Yeah, I thought you, canned Sam, it's wild cock. <laughs> ride yeah. it, ride it all night. Yeah, it's, it's real wild cock. We've already talked about that. Your buddies was shaped like a tuna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, oh, was a guy, there was a guy I worked with on the road. Oh, no. And he, just, he showed it to you? No, he had this joke he would just say. He was like, yeah, I'm hung like a tuna can. And I was like, what? And he go, but family size. <laughs> like, that's, just looks, oh. looks like it's been pummeled into the ground. Oh, man. It's like he fell down with a heart on and yeah. it kind of smashed it. But, yeah, she was a vegetarian until... Um, she was partying one night, got really hungry, and the only thing open was Jack in the Box, and she had an impossible cheeseburger, and that's what turned the corner. The impossible Whopper. Or was it impossible Whopper? No, it's an impossible cheese. It's just a name of it. It's a regular burger. Oh, because now there's the, the yeah, now there's the, has impossible. the impossible Whopper, which is delicious. And when she tasted the fake meat, she was like, fuck it, I'm going to start eating meat again. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> so it, wasn't impo- it wasn't... Fake meat. It was real meat. It was just. Oh. See, this is where it's because now yeah. the impossible meat is. Yeah, fake it was just meat. called the impossible. Sa- like, uh, oh, so it wasn't fake meat. It no, was real. So this like is a, very. Confusing. It's another drunk. Yeah. It was another drunk meat eating em- so moment. Back before the Impossible Burger, there are the Impossible Meat. There was an Impossible Sandwich. Just yeah. Name. Okay. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jack in the Box, and then. Uh, and then people were like, people love that burger so much. We'll just say we have impossible sandwiches and trick them into eating not so meat. Mm. I'm so drunk. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm so drunk. It's impossible to eat this burger. <laughs> <laughs> so a question about the, the vegetarianism. Was it a dietary thing or was it an environmental thing? It was neither of those. It was an 
ethical. Uh, it's, it was an it was a empathy thing. I opened my heart to myself, and then I opened my heart to every living thing, and okay. it really trips me up. So somehow I don't have as much compassion for the salmon. We've lost Zach. <laughs> Zach's yawning. He's well, like, oh. Let me defend your he's salmon just having, eating. He's a about to bit. go into a meat nap from our morning burrito. <laughs> salmon, when if they're wild caught in a river, are on their way to die that's by bears. I, that's how I justify it. Like yeah. bears? By well, well, <laughs> they're like Nancy's little food no, market. They've, they've <laughs> yeah, they've gone upstream, right, to spawn, and then their next thing is they're going to die, and they yeah. catch them in that window. I, I'm this, And the squirrels only live so long. If you get them in the last month of life. Yeah, if you put them in water, man, they don't go very far. <laughs> Unless they got those little skis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, a, I love a skiing squirrel so much. Oh, my God, you guys. So I have this weird thing that just happened with rodent. Like, so squirrels in the rodent family, and I have compassion for rodents, even though, like I said, if, if the quinoa runs out, I'll eat them. But I had a mouse. Pro-row. <laughs> what? Pro-row. Po You're pro-row. I'm, po I'm pro-row. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> That. That's going to be my merch. That's going to be my bumper sticker. That's going to sell. And then it can be pro, pro Roe v. Wade, too. Oh, oh yeah, man. Pro, pro rodent? Pro, pro, pro rodent birth control. <laughs> yeah, man. Use rodents for birth control. They'll, they'll, anyway, <laughs> I had an invasion of uh, mice this year in my house, and I can't, I can't kill them. I, it's okay if my dog does, or I, don't ha I can't have a cat. My son's allergic to cats. My dog's gotten too old to kill mice, so I, I've been like, charged with relocating mice. So I've relocated, and this is true, you guys, 30, and I've counted 30 mice to Whoa. a to their forever home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took them to the drop-off, I call it, what? six miles from my house. It's a cat sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you'll live your final days. No, she feeds well, them to the salmon as they're swimming up the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, you guys, the hawk came to me, all right? The hawk. The hawk. The hawk. The hawks need to eat. But uh, so seriously, I really, I built them a little kind of, I call it a fairy house, but it's a, it's a bunch of sticks. And then so they can hide. They're by a little creek. They have water. And then in my car right now, as I will drive home once a week, I drop them off some gerbil food. And <laughs> hey, man. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm insane. I'm insane with compassion. But you're so. just fattening them up. You're fattening them up for a hawk. Yeah. The same way you're fattening up the squirrels for you. Yeah. I mean, it's in the cycle. But I just don't know why I can't. I can't personally. I mean, I okay. I did tell them if you run across my face, that's an act of war, and I will, <laughs> I will get a snap trap. I did. I had the conversation. I'm like, so no, no mice ran ran across my face as far as I know. Well, it's nice to know what you consider an act of war with mice. <laughs> yeah. We've <laughs> No, no mice on the face. Act of war. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Have I you... like that you're like, Sophie's too old to kill mice. That's a young dog's game. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. We had a dachshund growing up and he loved his favorite work, because we lived next to this field and we had these field mice. It was with an old abandoned house. So in the winter, of course, the mice ran into our house. And my my dog loved it because all you had to do was go mouse in the house. That was his favorite phrase. 
And you go, mouse in the house. And this dachshund would run the baseboards like crazy and kill a mouse like that, you know? Wow. He was handy. So I don't know why I can let a dog do it. I, I mean, I know that's bad. I'm letting him, like the mob, do my dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> we had a rat family get into our house when AJ and I were in. Yeah, it our was dogs bad. got some of them. And then yeah. uh, we were trying to get <laughs> the mouse, the rat, out from under this thing. And I... And okay. we didn't realize how easy they were to kill. Oh, okay. No. Can, <laughs> can, we, can we do a timeout on the on the death of it? I don't know. I don't know if I want to hear it's, the details because I. No, it's not that bad. What happened was we were trying to scurry it out. That's it. It was underneath the thing. And, and by then, we, I do mean me. I take full responsibility. You for were this. trying to scurry it and then got a little. Uh, I had a broom and I was trying to scurry it. And I'm going to be honest. I was very nervous. There were also four full grown men. One was k- holding a tennis racket. Like yeah. we had no weapons. Yeah. And we were just trying to get it out. And f- we were defenseless. Yes. Yeah. So I just. We were very afraid of this rat. You were overzealous. I hate to say the sound. I put the stick in. No, 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 no. I did this. And then they were like, oh, we're going to count to three and you get the rat out and then we're going to scoot it outside. And I went, okay, one, two, three. (laughs) And then I just started literally just going. That was you. That was your sound. That that was the monster. I think you were trying for this one. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sound. (laughs) Sorry. That sounds like the so, rat. You and the rat were probably screaming so I, at the same time. I squelched, and then I just did a quick, like, like that, and then I there was no more running. And I, f- I did feel bad. There was empathy for the fact I killed something. And I was just like, yeah. Oops. But we, well, AJ, it wasn't intentional. AJ ate it. I did eat it. I yeah. took on its energy. <laughs> There's no, yeah, don't waste it. I am now half a splinter waiting for my turtles to arrive. But <laughs> I had a friend who has who runs a animal rescue uh, for boy, I think there's hundreds of goats and farm animals and Aww. chickens and everything, but she can't kill the rats either. Yeah. And she had this bird that was one of her favorite animals that she loved more than anything. And one of the rats killed her fucking bird. That's war. That's an act of war. Well, but she still, she still, she couldn't still couldn't uh, kill the rats. And the rats yeah. live on her farm. But the thing is, is she has all she has the same rat traps that are rat, like, poison feeders. A lot of people don't realize those little black boxes you see all over no, around buildings. Yeah, it makes me yeah. so sad. Yeah. And, but you know what? <clears throat> they The thing about those, well, those they can't come out of, but uh, some of them. Yeah, but, but regular poison is rough because if you have an, an animal and then it eats the mouse. Thank you. That's the, So the hawk, here's the hawk thing, you guys. Seriously, and this, I'm not making this up, and I do have a lot of intersections with hawks. I had this eagle come to my dream yesterday. I'm having a lot of wild... Intersections with spirit. Well, uh, a hawk is a warrior from a past life. If you see one, that's what the ah, native cultures No, they are. They are with me. I mean, I, they're always like going over my car or when I'm walking, and I'm feeling this communing with them. Anyway, this very thirtieth the thirtieth mouse. That's hard to say. The thirtieth thirtieth mouse. <laughs> Everybody try and say it. Thirtieth. Okay, I see what you're saying. Thirtieth mouse. Thirtieth. Thirtieth oh. mouth. Mouth. God. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's hard. You kind of want to say TH at the end of mouth. Yeah, 30th mouth. 30th mouth. I was getting worn out. I really was a, like a part-time job going two two trips a day to the drop zone and leaving him with the little prayer and everything and the little food and like telling the hawks, here's some you know snacks if you need them. But I, the day I was getting tired, I called this guy who said he was a you know humane mouse mitigator on, on the – on the internets. What a brilliant way. Yeah, he's I'm sucked. a humane mouse mitigator. Well, I mean like, have... I got a big ass and a tube and some food. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna stand there and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, he said he could seal your house. That was the whole goal. So, yeah. but then at the end of the at the end of the call, he's like, "Really, you just got to poison them." They get then oh. they get thirsty and they go outside and die. And I go, "But what about the animals that feed on them?" And then he's like, "Oh, there's not enough poison in them to hurt anything." Well, of course there is. I said, "Well, let me meditate on this," even though I knew he was lying to me. I did walk around the lake right after that, the lake near my house, and I, I've seen lots of hawks, but had never seen before or since a hawk dive down and grabbed a mouse right in front of me. I have it on video if you guys want to post it. I have it in my phone, and it flew off with this mouse, and I said, okay, spirit, I will not poison the mice because that would poison the hawk. And I came home, did a Google search. Sure enough, they've been killing birds of prey for a long time with this mouse poison. So, And that's done by the hand of man. That's not or woman, yeah, woman, or non-binary poisoner. <laughs> well, yeah. So she she put birth control in those. Seriously. Oh. Wait, what? So oh. all the rats and all the mice on her. So she star- She she did birth control instead of poisoning them. Yeah, because so oh, that way. Her. So if you I set out, to- if you set out. Birth control, and you can look it up online. I think you can use just human birth control because rats are so similar. They test most of our medicines on rats. I love this information. I want to know this person. And what's weird, this is so – this is beautiful because I actually have a bunch of packets of birth control pill packets at my house because – uh, I'm of an age, and ex- <laughs> Express Scripts kept sending them to me. Yeah. I mean, months at a time. So I have all these birth control, and I joke in my act, like, you know, I, I, this is my merch, right? If you guys need birth control, see me after the show. I've repurposed them. I turn them into tiny advent calendars <laughs> to give to your Catholic friends. But anyway, I do have some birth control in my garage. Yeah, her name's uh, Andrea, uh, Broken Shovels Animal Sanctuary here in in. Denver. It's outside of the city. Oh my God! Let's say uh, it again. Andrea Broken Shovels Animal Sanctuary. I, yeah, and she's great. She has hundreds of animals and always uh, needs help. And then they also open the farm up. I think every Sunday, so you can bring your kids and walk through there. But uh, oh, wow. yeah, she, I she's love great. This. I'm so glad we had this conversation. Maybe the whole point of this just to hear about that. But yeah, but if not you, that you're not important. Oh no, but if but you <laughs> if you meet her. Very hard. I like how you, you do that. And you go, I still have to bridge over here. <laughs> we got bridges. We got the bridge. No, and you'll meet Andrew and she'll be like, oh, this is amazing. And then you'll be like, and then I eat cheese and she'll be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but rats eat cheese. No. Oh, this is cool. Uh, she, she's an awesome no, uh, vegan. We I, are friends, but I do she's wanna... not an over. Uh, bearing vegan, but you know she has a lot of good arguments. And for you know why. it's it's so yeah, of course she does because there yeah. are countless arguments for it, yeah. and that's why I admire the vegans. I was vegan for a year and a half, like read every ingredient, and I I really want to do it again because I felt better when I was aligned with my spirit like that. But also, it it I wasn't I wasn't the uh, I was the overbearing. It made me a little irritable, like. At parties and stuff, like fuck, why isn't there more vegan food here? Right, and no. I and I resented people, and so I was like, okay, maybe I just need to go back to eating a little bit of cheese so I don't get too irritable. I don't but know. Could, I remember when we were on the road. <laughs> there was like a few times that you got irritable about restaurants. There was one time, the funniest <laughs> one to me was we went into this uh, Mexican restaurant, and Nancy saw these people walking out with a bunch of like styrofoam containers. <laughs> And she was like, they use so much styrofoam here, I just can't. And we turned around. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, over. I, 
I, I, that sounds like. And, and she, and we walked in, and the the lady was like ready to take her order, and she's like, "Can I help you?" And Nancy was like, "No." <laughs> I, 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 and you were polite. You're like, "Sorry, we're we're gonna go somewhere else." And you're like, "This is too much, too much styrofoam. I just fucking, I fucking can't." You know, like I do feel like you're just like my one order from there is just like that's more styrofoam than I've put out into the world in the last ten years of my life. Uh, I can't do it. I do have a tiffin in my car. Why didn't I bring in my tiffin? I have this metal Indian lunch pail. You know my. Oh no! And then then we got in the car and you did say that you're like, or maybe. Did you go in and ask them if they could put the food in the tiffin and they said no and then you were like, we're leaving? <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't remember any of this, but it sounds like something I would do. But, you I know, they could put, you know what I have learned? They can serve it on a plate and then I can shove it into my tiffin. So just a future reference. So what is a tiffin entail? It's a, it's, a, it's a metal, it's an Indian lunch pail and it's stacked so you can have like, you know. Oh, it's go- like a bento box. Yeah, but it's a it's a pay it's a bigger yeah similar to bento box that's Japanese version but yeah the Indian yeah it's a pail and it's usually either two or three stacks so that you have compartments for gooey stuff and crispy stuff and okay maybe your rice stuff like and it keeps things kind of and hot then you and just stuff. flip it over and open it and then you can pull your crispy out then your gooey and your yeah, yeah or it has one of those like kind of like old thermos clamp thing yeah you just open it up and there's three little containers of different foods. Yeah, Tiffin, T-I-F, I think it's two Fs, T-I-F-F-I-N. Yeah, anyway, I do keep that in my car. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I didn't remember that at all. That sounds like me, totally. So. Shit. Some days, and do you have this, too? I mean, some days I'm more sensitive. Like, there's, a, the, well, it's kind of like we were talking about. If you're drunk, especially, you're like, ah, you know, screw it, I'll eat. I'm de- I don't know. You're kind you, of, you kind of just become hungry. Are, yeah, your filters oh, are down. Oh, drunk's when I'm sensitive. That's the only oh. time I cry. <laughs> That's like the most cowboy thing I've ever heard. I only cry when I'm whiskey drunk in the mountains alone. No, I used to, when I sang country music, I used to have a song that was called, I I like to drink wild turkey when I want to tell her how I feel. (laughs) There's truth in that song, man. That's some truth serum. That's some wild turkey truth serum right there. Nancy, you grew up in the Ozarks, right? What was the first <sighs> time that you remember hearing about a hippie, seeing a hippie? Like, do you like what are like what what did you what did you think of hippies growing up in the Ozarks? Man, that's a great question. I think in elementary school I had a poncho. <laughs> 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 I had a poncho, and I, I, am trying to think. I feel like, you know, I grew up in the '60s, kids, and so, like, the, you know, the, the hippies were the thing. I mean, they were they were new back then. They were like yeah. the new hippies, and of course, I grew up with this conservative father who vilified yeah. people, men with long hair. He's like, put your poncho on and eat your meat beans. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I think there was a part of me that was I had you know longer hair and I would have wanted to think I could be but I was too definitely too nerdy to be a hippie man oh man yeah so I thought they were cool but I I thought for sure I was I knew I wasn't one so I, what what would what were you in high school were you like a square no I smoked pot in high school I mean that I I had my friend Greg so I was a theater 
you know, dork. I was okay. a stoner dork. Is that a thing? Yeah, dork? I was an art theater kid that yeah. also partied a little. I was the president of the art club, and um, apparently I was bossy because the kids called me <laughs> Sarge. They called me... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Nance, also formerly known as Sarge. Sarge. Yeah, fuck Uncle Nance. I just want to call you Sarge. Oh, now. Oh, no, I you you oh, got your can, Sam it. Sarge? <laughs> it's going to be a long road trip. Oh man, you guys aren't safe. You're not safe. You're not. A, I got to open my heart chakra. <laughs> I was scared. When you're scared, you get controlling. I have. I am a codependent, and my son he will mock me when I get controlling. He knows I'm. Scared, so I'm triggered about some childhood trauma. I don't want to get too heavy, too fast, but buckle up, kids. Uh, I, I'm a, I have a lot of inner terror, so I get controlling when I have my inner terror. Uh, apparently, on field trips, <laughs> I, my, my shit was up. My shit was up. So I'm like, get on the bus. You know, we got to leave this art museum. We got to be home by three thirty. I don't know. Is this I, with your son or is this Sarge? <laughs> Both. Is this mom or Sarge? Both. Mom Sarge. Mama Sarge. Mama Sarge. <laughs> no, I get, and when I get like this, I've, I have over-empowered my son, okay? He is in charge. He is Sarge at my house. But I, he mocks me to my face, which is good, I think, because it cracks me up and it gets me out of my terror response, which is to control things. So I'll be like, it needs to be this way. And he'll go, he'll go, is you scared, mama? <laughs> and, and, and it'll make me laugh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he'll go, if I'm really getting like I'm not... Like, I'm really like a force of like, you've got to, the trash has to be out before dark the night before. And he'll go, it's not my way. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, shit, man, this kid, I gave him all the information, the keys to the castle. Anyway. Sarge in charge of our days and our nights. <laughs> it all came together when Sarge sang along. <laughs> you guys, so yeah, art. But I was I, so I yeah I was a uh, I. But Greg Clinkenbeard, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a real a name. moment. If I was like, hey, just protect their name, make something up. <laughs> that would be the name Clinkenbeard. I love the Clinkenbeards. I hung out at their house. Jeff Clinkenbeard was the, the Yeah, you've heard of Clinkenbeers. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here, AJ. <laughs> Clinkenbeards? Let's clink a little beard. <laughs> Ooh, I'm jealous. I don't have a beard. Well, anyway. Well, now you do. <laughs> Give me, yeah, I want I want testosterone. <laughs> I do take I do take testosterone. <laughs> Me too. Do you? I yeah. Do you take a shot or a pill? I'm on uh Booty Pops it. I'm boofing testes. <laughs> so I'm on a Do thing. you have a man that installs it? Yeah. Zip. Uh, I'm on a thing called Tesra Plus, which is a an herbal supplement. I take two pills a day uh, because my testosterone came back low. And then I'm also on a Mitocore, which is like a Another thing, and then, uh, gosh, I can't remember the other. It's a uh, oh, I can't remember. Does I'm on it, another it, does precursor. It, does it does it make your testicles just go into overdrive? Like we got to make more testosterone. You know, not really. I did when I first started taking that. I did notice a little ragey the, the first. The way you were doing week. that, I was like, does it? Does it make your testosterone? Does it make your balls dance? <laughs> Are you ready? Dance? Left, right, left, right. Yeah, they're working out. Up, down, up, down. Lefty, righty, lefty. Yeah. I'm like, no, I thought I felt the floor vibrating and you weren't touching, uh, yeah. tapping your toe the other week. So was your, Just were your, bang, were your jinglies a jangling over yeah. there? 
the jingle, jingle, uh, jingle. So uh, Mr. McClacky Beard. Oh, yeah. All I was going to say, all I was going to say is he would hook me up with the, with the, Joints. He would, I, cause I never bought it. I was, I wasn't cool enough to go buy it. But Greg, <laughs> who I had a crush on, who was gay, uh, so that says something about my non-binary. Typical story. Well, yeah, my tomboy. Like back in the day, I, we called us tomboys. Now I would be non-binary, but I mean, I am non-binary. I'm a she/they. Is just if you need to use pronouns. She is fine. They is also fine, although grammatically fucks with my mind. I will say. I was, yeah, I wasn't cool enough to buy a bag of pot, but I would buy joints from Greg, and and he would roll them in these really hot pink papers that were so cute. (laughs) And then we would walk around the neighborhood, smoke pot, and then have a nice laugh. Nice. Did you feel at that point in time, like, because the technical definition of hippie is someone who's a part of a counterculture. Would you say that at that time you were a part of a counterculture? And if not, what would you say was the first time in your life when you felt like you were a part of a counterculture? Oh, I love this. I am a wannabe anything. I don't feel like I have ever been a part of any culture. I'm one of the I'm a kind of an <clears throat> outlier in every group. Like in comedy, I feel a bit like, yeah, I'm sort of inside, but sort of outside. Uh, on the ba- girls' basketball team. I'm not full on lesbian. <laughs> I was like half in, half out. You know, I'm bisexual. I mean, I'm I'm so much not in anything. And then I was so the well, didn't you work for animal rights a lot? To, yes. To you, so yeah. So I was in. So this is where I know I can easily get under. I could be in. I could have been under a spell of a cult because I was a Republican as a kid. So keep in mind, I didn't know. I didn't. I was ignorant. I didn't really pay attention. I was busy doing other stuff. Well, it was a sin to be a Democrat. In the other it was yeah. well, and I was <laughs> it's a pretty red state. I yeah. had to, you know. And then I got to Boulder when I moved to Boulder. What year was that? Ninety one, okay. nineteen ninety one. And at that point, I hadn't come out yet. Uh, but then about what about I came out in ninety two, kissed a girl, ninety two, and it was like I oh. kissed a girl and I liked it. I did. I tasted I liked the cherry it. chips. It was really, can I just say? Tell us about the first time you kissed a girl, Nancy. It seems like I decided, like, you go to a fond memory place. Oh, it was so heavenly. And, you know, here's the thing. I had a lot of self-hate about my gender uh, because, you know, in a patriarchy, you're taught to be, you know, you're like, you're second class. No, we're told we're the best. Number (laughs) one. Number one. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I was so jealous. I just, you know, now I now I get it. Now I really embrace my all the gifts that came with this incarnation. However, I was a man in my I do past life regression, so I was a man in my most recent one. And it was really a weird trip, man, to come into as a girl in this boys world. But so I really kind of hated that. Anyway, here's the deal. I was so curious and I was doing a gig in Dallas at the Funny Bone. Wait, you kissed a girl in Texas? Yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and she was a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> she well, still God, is. are you like, so uh, how about that bush? <laughs> <laughs> Icebreakers. Icebreakers at the lesbian bar. That I've got a George bush conflict for you. Bush. <laughs> 
Well, so I'd fallen in love with the headliner who was a lesbian. I'm not going to say her name, but she talked like this and she was from Chicago. Anyway, I was in love with her uh, already. I was like, wow, in love with her talent, really. She's so talented, brilliant writer, brilliant comedian. And I was like, ah, huh. And then I was talking to her after the show going, I'm so curious about kissing a woman. I was trying. But you were just open about it. I was very open about it. But then later I found out she said, I didn't want to be your experiment. And then we ended up dating for a year. But anyway, the point is, before that, though, my friend Greg Clinkenbeard lives in Dallas, right? He moved (laughs) You're like, I'm, I got a gig, but I'm wondering if you got any of those red joints. <laughs> hot pink. They were hot pink, okay. man. The Greg, I guess he's my hookup because he's like, hey, go to Sue Ellen's. It's like this very nice lesbian bar where all the executive lesbians hang out. You know, kind of the, you know, it was a nice Cream bar. of the crop. Yeah, the top shelf lesbos. Yeah. <laughs> And so we got there, and sure enough, what are the yeah? I'm what not, are the tears of lesbians? I love how it's like I don't want to start bottom barrel. <laughs> like I'm not cracking well, a Coors banquet. Tears, it's well, so exact- no, it's not, it's really no, okay. I, I, but yeah. seriously though, no, they're like the here Pabst Blue Ribbon of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the champagne of lesbians if you. <laughs> I mean, it really is about like, is it? Go- are you going for the country lesbian? Are you going for the city lesbian, the country mouse or city mouse? I mean, that's the thing. You said mouse or mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's and a nice I lived city mouse. In the city, but I wanted the country. <laughs> oh, the way you said country, I get it. I got it. I got what word you got in there. I'm sorry. This is a callback to our last episode. This is yeah. a song we were singing. Yeah. Were you? Were you like? My son, one time, he goes, Mom, you can cuss inside of words. And he goes, obituary. (laughs) Man, kids are real, like, code crackers. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, so we went to Sue Ellen's, which was the city mouse lesbian, you know, the kind of, you know, not the country mouse. The Yeah, like Miss C's we have in Denver. I think it's still there. Miss C's is kind of, you go boot scooting with some lesbians out there. Anyway, Les Buns, you got to call them when you go to the country mouses. Yeah. <laughs> Les Buns. And then these were, these were, anyway, so it's kind of a nice city, city lesbian bar. And sure enough, there was this woman They're there. Like, don't let them know I'm from the Ozarks. Yeah. I tried. I was like, I should have yeah. traded my flannel for a pantsuit. <laughs> I was wearing a vest. <laughs> as I recall. Solid. I was wearing a vest. As I, If you check out my Evening at the Improv episode where I'm very proud the first woman to come out. I don't know if I was the first on that show, but I came out before Ellen, before Rosie. I was really proud of it because God asked me to. My higher power said, you need to come out because there's a girl in Kansas about to kill herself for being a lesbian. So I drop in real heavy, but I'm just telling you, I actually think... Uh, that was a calling to do that. And at the end of that show, Marsha Warfield, who is a beautiful black lesbian, yeah. she held up my hand like I would, had just won a boxing match. And she was like, Nancy Norton, and went like this, like, wow, she just came out on TV. And also, big sweat ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> big sweat ring under my arm. But I was so nervous. But anyway, that's a whole nother yeah, story. Yeah, the vest heats up the core. <laughs> yeah. But man. lets the pities breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bra rode up when I but did that. But they drool real bad. Just <laughs> anyway, that was, oh, so I was at this lesbian Well, bar. yeah, that's pretty, sorry, that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah. so you did that in, in 90... I think it was 94. And national television, too. Yeah, A&E's Evening at the Improv. Well, I auditioned 
with uh, all these great Denver headliners that some of them you know that are still around, like Rick Kearns and Troy Baxley and all these people that were much more evolved and funnier than me in a lot of ways. But I'll tell you what, no one's more in the moment than Nancy Norton. When I when I drop in, when I get in the moment, I'm in the moment, which I really turn it over the muses. I don't take credit for it. I really just get out of the way. But that show was horrible because it it was veil and people were drunk and it was you like know the audition town. show you guys yeah the audition show was at a, at veil at a okay. he was doing a working vacation bud friedman he was up there and he thought you know he's anyway he auditioned a bunch of us from comedy works and i wasn't headlining at all then i was you know i'd been doing pr- touring for just like 3 years maybe but anyway yeah but you had not when you did your audition yeah. You didn't audition that you were coming out. I wasn't going to come out in my audition. Okay. I, in fact, because my ex-girlfriend who talks like Well, you this. can only do it once. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you can't walk out the door and go, hold on, I'd like to do this on another show. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it was weird because I just watched all these great comedians that were getting nothing from this drunk ski audience. You know, have you played ski towns? Yeah. yeah. They can be a bit challenging um, if people are drinking after skiing. They're oh, kind of yeah. tired. And loaded. And, and they don't have the and oxygen. That, they they don't have, have that elevation drunk. Yeah. yeah, they don't have it. And so you're like, uh, I was watching them get like not what they deserved. So I developed what they call the fuck it attitude. And I was like, I'm just going to just have fun. And I ended up riffing with Bud Friedman, who's got the same name as my dad, Bud Norton. So yeah. I was like, Bud. And I was talking to Bud with the monocle. I go, you're just back there judging me, aren't you? And I was just. <laughs> Mr. <riffing>. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that, but uh, but I did uh, whatever I did, and then I did my you know some lesbian jokes like I was married eleven years, ni- very nice man, but he would not wear the Jodie Foster mask. Anyway, <laughs> out of those comics, I was the only one that got invited to come tape the show, so it was kind of a cool thing. But then I said to him, uh, he goes, "Come tape the show," and I'm like, "Well, can I say lesbian on TV?" Like I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, just don't say fuck." <laughs> yeah, you just can't say that you're fucking a lesbian. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. And that's one of the things because a lot of people want to talk to me about how it must be so hard to be a comedian because I can't say anything anymore. And I'm always like, bullshit. You can say so much more now than you used to be able to say. There's more availability to talk about things now than there ever has been. And I say, you know, 30 years ago. You couldn't even say you were fucking gay. You right. couldn't. Yeah. No, and so. I did so many corporate gigs in the closet, and and then, but then I was on a mission. I was out at every single show, like for the janitors, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mop, mop, mop. But that yeah, I'm a I, hack. I, 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 <laughs> just don't, well, you're self aware. Yeah. I will say. I will say before we move on with that, when you were talking about comics that complain about not being able to say anything. I will say this, and I'm curious about your opinion on this. I, When it comes to open mics or anything, I firmly believe that someone can say whatever they want on stage, but you have to be accountable once you walk off that stage for what you have said. That's right. You have to live with it and take the natural consequences. Right. right? I saw somebody, and I forget who it was. I just saw this on Facebook yesterday. Somebody, Derek Sheen wrote, yeah, I think it was Derek Sheen. We need to change it to consequences, yeah, change it to consequences. That makes more sense than cancel consequences, right? And yeah, yeah, live with it, you know. If you're gonna, so I was out in the 90s, so this would have been mid, you know, early 90s, and I was doing triple runs and all. Oh, yeah, the horrid triple runs. Well, I, I, Idaho Falls, you know what, though, I actually had good time on his gigs. I mean, I'm 
I don't want to brag, but I can make them work, you know? Yeah. And I was opening, which is the hardest spot on those runs. You'd have to do that first. Not only do you have to go up and be like, hey, everybody, time for comedy. Settle down. You know, like you have to be the person that gets them settled, that tells them the show's about to start. And then you have to do 30 minutes. Yeah. And it was a workout, man. But I'm, I mean, I I mean, I I would drink a little bit to get on their level. I have to be honest, because I cheated with alcohol. Because once if I have a cocktail, then I don't resent them so much for not getting. And I did learn to work bar jokes, you know, or not jokes, but bar bits and a lot of probably sexual content. So I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I figured out how to make it work. And I did those triple runs a lot um, when he was still doing them. And it wasn't necessarily the gigs that were bad. I mean, Idaho Falls, I think, still was they were known and enjoyed the fact that they were one of the worst. I shows know. in the world. Yeah. But it wasn't always just the show because oh, it was always the travel. Like the, you would go, I have to go to bed immediately because if I, w- if I sleep, then I'm not going to make it to Oregon the next Yeah, there's day. six to eight hours between the gigs. Yeah, you're right. Those are long stretches. And then you're in this little town. You know, I figured out certain ways to eat. Like back then I was definitely vegetarian and I would find, but I wasn't vegan. I would eat like Taco Bell or Whatever Mexican restaurants is kind of my yeah. can can Sam and, can, and you're like <laughs> you're not gonna let me forget it damn it and you're sh- like I'm not gonna ask if these are meatless beans or not yeah <laughs> you're right no you're right I did I lied to myself about the lard yeah. I, I lied I did I lied to myself I don't want to know don't tell me don't ask don't tell about the lard yeah and all it right. was during don't ask don't tell but all I'm saying is I I was. <laughs> I was I was on a mission to like come out. I was like, they need to meet the lesbian next door. So I would do 15 minutes, and then I'd get them, and then I'd do that little joke about, hey, you know, um, uh, yeah, I was married for 11 years to a very nice man, but he would not wear the Jodie Foster mask. And then I would kind of let them process that, and I'd say, hey, half the people are disturbed, the other half are trying to picture me with their wives. Yeah. And back then, I was in my 30s. I had kind of long hair. I'm still got the John Wayne tomboy face, but you know, nice ass. So people were sort of like, you know what I mean? I could sort of work my whatever. Well, like also- I could play both sides of the street a little bit. So I would kind of get a. I would play with the sexual energy with it a little bit. I don't know what I'm I feel to like say su- the first time I saw you, uh, like ten years ago, at Sushi Hire nine years ago. I felt like you were still play- like you were a lot more s- sexual in your act than when I saw you like a few years later. Yeah, like, am I right? Maybe or probably. Like- I think I just feel like your crowd work was much more like kind of like that. Like you did a ton of crowd work I where think- you were like and. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and I, I well, and I have to admit, and you it. murdered, you <laughs> fucking killed so hard. I remember watching you, and I was just like, because I had never seen you before, and I was like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> She's fucking murdering, man. I but I have to say, I I I think it. A lot of times, I don't have a sexual outlet, so I that is my sexual outlet, and I always think of it like this is like a one night stand, you know. Yeah. And I can play like that and move on. And yeah. back in the '30s, though, I have to admit, yeah, I would. I yeah, it was my sexual outlet. Back in the 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Great that? Depression. The Great Depression when I was eating squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> and picking up chicks. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. I went down. We never finished the kiss the girl thing, but yeah. doesn't matter. I don't know. All I'm saying is. Dude, now I've retired from lesbianism. I was fired. It's a long story. We don't need to go into it. And, uh, yeah, I did kiss a girl in 1992. And it did what it did for me. And I still love, obviously, I love everybody, but I love women. 
But man, I'll tell you, when, a, when that feeling is different than a man's mouth, I don't know if you've experimented yourselves. But I have so, kissed a girl. Yeah. Have you kissed a man? Is that too, <clears throat> too personal? No. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, God damn it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable. Yep. And honest. Uh, wh- what type of kiss are we talking about here? That is important. Uh, any kind where you felt a man's mouth. Yeah. My grandpa used to kiss me right on the mouth. Was that? Do yeah. you remember With that one older? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But I mean, that was just something. But, but also. You, you could probably feel whiskers. Yeah. 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 But then there was a, I, I'm not going to mention his name, but when I was younger, I was growing up in like the mid nineties in high school, drinking things like that. And I had a friend and we were just like, it, it was out that like Kurt Cobain was kind of experimental at bisexual. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. And so we just got hammered and it happened one time at the pool. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't get it, but but you but, but, but you I did experienced it. it, and you that's cool. I, I want to just say how much I admire you for not only just sharing that because I was just talking to this man that's courting me right now, and he told me about his one homosexual experience, and I I don't. You know, oh, I, I didn't say I only had one. I did, no. Uh, <laughs> no, just okay. joking. No, no, but, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, if you have I was several, just looking for the joke. It, no, I love it. No, but I'm just saying I I don't trust you if you if you say you're heterosexual but you've never. Come on. If you haven't at least tried it, do you need to take phone No, calls? no, no, no. I'm good. I'm just, yeah, right. I'm All fine. Right. What time is it? How are we doing? We're, we're yeah, we're good. We're at 10 I, minutes. Yeah. All right. In in closing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying I really admire it. You know, and it, I think that it's like, hey, you you were open, open-minded. You're like, let me just see. You're like, yeah, it didn't do it for me. No, yeah, and we were also soft-souled on psychedelics. There was a pool. I mean, everything was perfect. Pool. I always Moonlight. say, dude, I always say if I could do it with anyone if the lighting was right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've kissed a man as well, and the, it's the, uh, I don't like this. The stubble? Yeah, I don't like the stubble. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of I don't of like the, that. I, I, yeah, I don't like, I don't like hair. I well, I can't say that. And even though I'm covered in a lot of it, you know, it's like, and I don't, well, so don't, I don't, don't mind hair on a on a on a bush, but I'm like a big, I don't know, I just I get, don't like a lot of hair. I'm also well on a face, yes, but I, I even get torn sometimes. Like if I'm being a hundred percent on, like I get torn sometimes with women with armpit hair. Like I found myself where like there's something I I don't know what it is, but I'm just. Trying to be vulnerable in this moment. Well, tell me, do you like it or you don't like it? No, no, no. I'm. I lean more towards liking it. Yeah, I've. I had a boyfriend that really liked that too. Like, you know, I. I mean, I can. I can do both. I'm not. Mm. But if I had to pick one or the other, sometimes. I mean, I have a. Well, you're naturalist. I, maybe you're more natural. I prefer a hairy pussy, but I am not a fan of hairy legs. Of pit leg hair doesn't really bother me unless it's like. Curly and th- thick. Yeah, like if it's I I if don't it's know something, prickly. Yeah, I think I think I'm maybe traumatized. I have a friend with very thick back hair that you know I'm still a good friend, and you know he's like, oh, you put I, I on was this, like, what is wrong? He's What's like, up will with you that put lady? on the sunscreen? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I don't know. There's just something <laughs> that's, about a that's... thickness of hair and other parts yeah. of the body yeah. that yeah. makes me think of my <laughs> buddy Coco. Yeah, it sounds uh, like you were lubing up Uncle Sal. Yeah. yeah. I can, no. I, so you have to do a little trauma therapy on yeah. that, man. My buddy Jason was a very hairy man. We called him Coco because he would walk around the house with his shirt off with his kitty, and he's just, like, covered in hair. <laughs> and, he'd, and he'd be like, oh, Coco Sweat. love kitty. Yeah. You know? like, Sweat, <laughs> sweaty man with cat yeah. hair all over him. Yeah. I'm more about, like, 
if it if it smells good, I'm I'm all right with any of it. You know, I I'm very sensitive. <laughs> I I'm, I can, I, uh, I'm very sensitive to smells. So I've had okay, to, I've had to break up with people over certain like what if they have a, gingivitis. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I, I, it's hard for me. But I feel bad if, it, if people out there. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that has gingivitis. I'm just very sensitive to smells. Like, and that's actually my therapist says a trauma response. That yeah, I'm hyper aware so. because. <laughs> Comes the can Sam. <laughs> well, no, no, we have we have some very particular smell questions here on Hippie Not Hippie. That oh, we I, do. All right, do you need a timeout? To now is it time? No, no, no really. Go ahead and and, and oh, finish your thought, and then yeah. I I have a few smell questions okay. for you, and I think that might be the perfect place for us to get out. Yeah, yeah. So this has been I will, great, but I, I, oh, I do need to finish the one thought about. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I just okay, not this isn't about smells or anything. It's just about kissing a woman, the the wonderful. I mean, I can't tell you, and then making love with her. And this woman had never had an orgasm with any other person. And it's not because of my skills. It was because my whole heart was in it. Humble brag. No, but seriously, I didn't do anything but be present. I mean, but I was fully present. Yeah. And I was so, like, everything was opening up in me. Like, wow, where have I been? And she had an orgasm on my ribs, on my on my side. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I am. I was all, we were sweaty. It was Texas, and it was slippery and sweaty. Rib riding? She rib rode me, man. <laughs> yeah. And I've never had that I've never heard of a side saddle I've, rib ride. I've never had it before or since. Yeah, that's a but special it, time. No, you guys, it was magical. I that's mean, it was beautiful. That's not a what, what is no, that? Man, that's a cool. side, side saddle scissor. rib ride. Side scissor. Side scissor, yeah. Um, it was a side scissor, and luckily, that's a slab of and rib. I think the fact that the fact that I'm thin maybe helped, you know. Oh yeah, you got to get the ribbed, bone. ribbed for her pleasure. You're <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. You're sh <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's your. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need to write that down. That's a new bet for sure, dude. It's ribbed, so ribbed. It's oh ribbed for her pleasure. Oh, my God. For real, though. You guys try it. Oh and it was God. magical. And we, I mean, it was magical. And then we, you know, we spent three days together just making love. And I fell in love with myself a little bit because of the velvety smoothness inside of her. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel this good. Like, it hit me. I... I expanded exponentially because it's like I really did not like myself as a woman. And all of a sudden I fell in love with myself and I was like, I feel this good. You fell in love with yourself yeah. by falling in love with another yeah, woman. Yeah, like I saw my value. I saw how beautiful. I used to feel sorry for men because they had to be with women. I really did because I loved, I thought men wow. were so great. And then I'm like, wait a minute, men, women are, and then being with a woman I didn't know how sacred it was and how, you know what, you know the feeling, you guys, when, when the woman is having an orgasm, it's just such a sacred, <sighs> it's like, well, it's yeah, like I'm, the time, the, well, the space-time continuum opens up there, I feel. I'm, I'm not going to lie, and I'll bring this up in the next podcast, but uh, tonight I'm going to ask my wife to try the old rib saddle. I, I just want to see what that's, <laughs> I feel like I got it, I, I feel like I got it. a little I rib think, going. Yeah. Especially if you open your heart chakras <laughs> right <laughs> before. You do the I'm heart gonna, chakra and then that, I'm telling you yeah. guys, it's tantric. My favorite thing about what just happened is when you said, I felt the velvety smoothness yeah. inside of her. AJ and I looked at each other with a longing in our eyes, like we will never feel anything that deep ever in our lives. <laughs> like we both made eye like, contact when you said that. Yeah, like, it was like, like we'll yeah, well, like we'll never know 
We'll never feel no. that good ever. I feel no. like we just look at each Because there's a moment like, every time you, <laughs> as a man, anytime I've ever been with a woman, I r- have the time where I'm just like, don't make it over too soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're not savoring the velvety You're like, it's not velvety. You got to yeah. savor it. No. Right. I don't know. I, should we just okay. should we just hug it out and call it? Well, <sighs> I do, I do want to, because you said you're sensitive about the smells. Oh, no. Yes. So you were talking about sensitive smells. I... It, I go back and forth sometimes because it's hard to say what smell is good. Because mm. some people like BO is bad, well, I smell but every now right and now. again, so I will smell and I'm like, there's pheromones in there. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so, that's for real. Hippie okay. smells. Mm. Mm. Yes or no? Patchouli. No. Yes. Frankincense. Well, I'm not sure I know what that smells like. Okay. It smells like myrrh. Uh, let's just, let's Jesus, just say, does it smell like Jesus? How about uh, uh, incense? Yeah, I used to like, I am so low sense now, I can't walk down the laundry aisle. I used to burn sandalwood incense in sixth grade. Uh, okay. But I'm telling you, you Paul Santo? Huh? Paul Santo wood? Paul Santo wood? I don't think it smells she like burnt hair to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I can't do smells now. I, Sage? I, I get everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, occasional lavender is all right. Okay, but lavender very, is although, one of the ones I'm okay with. But I threw up on on ayahuasca during the ceremony where they just had thrown lavender on the fire, and it oh, because it's supposed to relax you. So well, now, but you, you can throw up on ayahuasca. But just now, I associate you can it purge with, a lot yeah. on ayahuasca. You know how it is if you throw up with yeah. some smell. It's like so yeah. I kind of ruined Windsor. Lavender. Yeah, <laughs> handles of Windsor. Yeah. One point seven five bottles yeah. of Windsor. <laughs> yeah. How do you? How I do you can't f- do most smell. I like low smells. I like very subtle, and I do like smell smelling skin and pheromones. I think, but how do you feel about crystals? Oh yeah. I don't have any right now, but amethyst, <laughs> amethyst is. I do have these rainbow things in my windows that throw rainbows all over my house, but I don't think it's. Like, the, like I don't have any right now. <laughs> like, it seems like you're in a reform, like, and you're, you're like, like I'm, I'm not supposed. I'm to out. T- I did all my crystals did, before did, I left this did morning. My, did my did my did my people not talk to you about not talking about crystals? <laughs> what about you guys? You do crystals? I I I don't have any right now. I used to think there. Were, I think I used to have. A pendant that had a, an amethyst thing. I mean, yeah, I've I got, have rocks. I got this third eye pine cone <laughs> oh, that I keep on. Can I touch it? Yeah, go for it. Ooh, that's so cool. That's a pine cone. Yeah, I got that as a, on a trade at a like festival. a petrified pine cone. Uh, yeah, they cut it in half. You can see where <gasps> it splits. I love this. Yeah, they don't yeah. petrify it though. They just oh, it's polish just, it. Oh, it's not from a petrified forest. Well, no, no, it's a pine cone that they cut in half and then they'll yeah, polish and polish shlack, it. shlack it with I, a with a stone. Okay, that's cool. I I love it. I have, why do I know this much about how to make these? <laughs> because your algorithm is messed up since we started the podcast. That means I'm getting in you. <laughs> We're gonna get nothing but oak leaf. You're gonna get oak leaf ads now. Yeah. So I do have some petrified wood. Yeah. <laughs> you do with that what you will. Yeah. All right. So. Nancy, thank you so much for coming on. Do you yeah. have anything coming up that you'd like to plug? Uh, check out Nancy's podcast, Tromedy. That- Tromedy. I hope I get to keep that name because I've been talking about it for two years, and now there's three other podcasts called Tromedy. So I don't know. I've got to see what I can register, but it'll be Tromedy. I hope it, yeah, I think it will be Tromedy, yeah. T-R-O-M-E-D-Y, Coping with Trauma with Comedy. And we did that today, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank you for helping me express some. And Nancy, where can they find you? 
like as far as on the socials? Yeah, Nancy Norton. And, you know, I'm using Uncle Nance. I need to start my Instagram Uncle Nance so I can put my my sexual content on there because I do a lot of corporate (laughs) keynotes. So I try. It's weird. You know, you could get an OnlyFans. Yeah, I could get an OnlyFans. An Only Nance. An Only Only Nance. Nance. (laughs) It's all it's all (laughs) anal crystal orgasms. Yeah. So Nancy Norton dot TV dot TV like television. Yeah. I get Southern all of a sudden dot TV like television. It's Nancy Norton dot TV. Find me on the IG. And uh, that's my website. Nancy Norton dot TV and TikTok. I'm on the TikTok, and I'm a nurse. I'm a former nurse, so nurses do, you know, I do some nurse jokes usually, but it's okay. We're very, we can't, we can't cover everything. Well, yeah. and on the subject of is Nancy Norton a hippie, I on mean, on one, three, two, two one, hippie. hippie. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, we have our first agreement on the yeah, podcast, but Nancy, I 100%, other than... Hippie smell The smell things. But yeah, no. the but hypocrite. Your, your energy and your decision to constantly move against the culture, like you're kind of in several counterculture movements. Yeah. You're you, radiating a, a, I'm, I'm a out, light. I'm outside of everything. Well, thank you. I do I do uh, like to channel the light. So yeah. I'm glad you can. You're like Ramdas. I can, I can without a beard. I'm like, yeah, Ramdas without a beard. I I'm, I'm Ramdas without a beard. Baby Ramdas. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I wanted to share this one Ramdas quote for you okay. particularly. But this ha- sticks with me every morning when I wake up if I wake up in that shame spiral and feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, he always said, like, are you connecting with the manifested? Are you identifying with the manifested, that which has already been manifested, which is victim energy? Or are you connecting with the manifester, which sounds kind of Ozark, manifester? But are you, are you connecting, are you identifying as the creator? So as soon as I toggle over to I am the, cre- you know, one with the creator, and I, what am I, you know, what are we creating today? Yeah. So that helps me get out of that dense, like, oh, my God, I haven't done enough, and I don't have enough likes on my Instagram, I haven't posted enough videos today, and whatever that is. Just identify with the creator. You, We are all one. We are all part of the one creator. Peace and love. That's all right. All, that's all I needed to get that out there. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, you guys. I yeah. love you guys. Love you, Nancy. Thanks you for uh, coming through, and uh, it's always great great hanging. <laughs> Thanks. So. Let's go get some styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, follow, subscribe, go check out Nancy. If you're a big, rich corporate CEO right now, book her for a fucking keynote, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> the power of humor. That's my talk. The power of humor. There's but, uh, power in it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hippie Not Hippie. Get yeah. on the motherfucking post. Down around Mexico